This is Kamal Miller, and you're listening to Vibe 105. This is Vibe Talks, exclusively on Vibe 105. Hey everybody, this is Giancarlo Alino reporting for Vibe 105 with a Vibe Talk segment, and I'm happy to be joined by my guest today who's joining us fresh off Inter-Miami CF's impressive win in the semifinals of the Open Cup and their League's Cup championship win. He is a central defender for Inter-Miami and the Canadian men's national team. He's Kamal Miller. How you doing, Kamal? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Like you said, uh, fresh off the League's Cup championship and... Uh, pretty wild open club semi-final win last night so yeah feeling good feeling good thank you for having me the open cup like last night was watching that game what a thriller just when you thought inner miami's down you guys come back rally and another penalty win you guys are going off to the finals now can you just describe that game the roller coaster of emotions you must have been feeling throughout that game yeah it was pretty crazy game i i played 60 minutes um down to zero, but uh, throughout the game, we never felt like we were out of it. Um, so much quality on the field, especially with, with Leo, you know, anything can happen at any time. So just keep pushing, uh, keep getting in the right spots. And yeah, just 30 seconds left in the game, he put the ball on a platter. So that, that's the type of quality he has. And we know at any time that can happen. So overall, it was a crazy game. Another penalty kick shootout win. So yeah, the, the vibes are good here. And another final hopefully we can win that one and just even mentioning finals and championship wins i have to ask you about this past weekend because that league's cup game i was watching that and your penalty you went up like it was on the training ground over there like were you always as comfortable with taking penalties uh yeah growing up and in college a bit in my later years in college when i was the captain and accused my junior and senior year i took pks and yeah it's always been a bit of a hidden talent of mine at the pro level i haven't really gotten the opportunity to show it yet but i've always had it in the in the back pocket and what better opportunity to the world than now definitely and just that leaks cup run i'm sure a lot of people thought when you know the new players come in getting adjusted to mls and now you're playing also the league mx team so what was the adjustment like and how were you guys able just to find this chemistry find this rhythm together and get the job done it had to happen pretty fast like we didn't have many training sessions of the team together before the league's cup game so it's really on the coach for just getting us up in the right positions and there's language barriers throughout a lot of the players but uh football is football so once we stepped on the field we obviously know the qualities of Jordi, Sergio, and Leo, so it, it's not too hard to gel with those kind of special world-class players. And yeah, everyone just stepped up uh, a little bit, and you can see it as a collective that everyone's playing better and everyone's giving their all, so amazing to see. That's great. And just what does it mean to you? So soon now, you got one trophy under your belt with Inter-Miami. It looks like another one could be on the way when you guys uh, go for the Open Cup. You have another opportunity. So what does it mean to you as a player to achieve the success so early in your tenure with Inter-Miami? And looks like the Champions League is also going to follow next season. Yeah, it's amazing what's going on at the club. You know, this is what they brought me here for when the trade happened, speaking to the front office right away. This, is, this was the plan to win 
everything as soon as we can. It's all coming into fruition now and it, it feels amazing. Uh, it's exactly what they set out to do. They, you can see the ambition of the club. They went out and got all the pieces to make it happen right away. And yeah, it feels good to be a part of that. Great players are always judged by their trophy case at the end of their career. So to get a couple under my belt, hopefully many more to come while I'm in these colors, it feels really good, special for me. Great. And just even you brought up the trade there, going into Inter-Miami and then all of a sudden, a couple months later, you hear the news, Lionel Messi's coming to MLS and he's going to be your teammate on top of that. Can you just describe what was going through your mind when you heard that news? Yeah, they, they used it as a part of the recruiting process a bit. Like, yeah, you definitely <laughs> want to come play here. We're going to get Leo in the summer. We're going to get Sergio in the summer. Uh, but you don't really believe those kind of things until it happens. We know how much Barca was dying to, to get uh, Leo back. And if Leo went to Barca, then Sergio definitely is not coming to Miami. And Jordi's not coming to Miami. So it's, it's pretty crazy just waking up every morning, arriving in the locker room and just seeing him sitting there, his training habits, how dedicated he is to the game, how much he just enjoys playing football. It's a real joy and it's given me a personal boost that the greatest player ever is in the gym and still taking care of his body and doing all the right things at 36 years old or however old he is. And I have no excuse, you know, I really have to get on the ball and, and get it done. But overall, it's a, it's a joy playing with these guys. And I know it's still early, like... There's obviously going to be a lot more training sessions, a lot more games when you get familiar with them. But uh, with Messi, Busquets, and Jordi Alba coming in, what have you learned from them so far? And what have you really taken away? Like you said before, there is a language barrier, but like, what have you taken away so far interacting with them and training with them? I think more off the field than on the field. They're just regular, normal guys, such nice guys, family men. Um, they just love the game and... It relates to on the field. They all enjoy football so much. And maybe on the field, that's what I've learned the most from them is you really just have to enjoy your football and be in a good environment to really get the best out of yourself. And overall, it's amazing to see what they do day in and day out. They train the way they play. They train hard and they focus every day. When match day comes, they're locked in as ever. The passion and the desire to win, they all have. 20, 30 plus trophies, Messi with 44 now. So it's, it's insane that they still have the desire and the hunger to keep winning. That That's what a real winner is. They, they can't turn it off. It's just in their DNA now. Just even uh, as yourself, like you're used to playing in MLS and I'm sure fans, when they see the schedule, gets condensed at times, especially now Leagues Cup, Open Cup, all these competitions. You have the yeah. World Cup even before that. So how have you dealt with just the schedule compression and just the grind of playing in the MLS? Yeah, it's not easy. Um, the flights and uh, different surfaces and tight schedules—it's it's not easy at all. And what makes I think it's what makes MLS pretty difficult compared to other leagues around the world is you can have a home game and your next game is a five-hour flight away, not just a thirty-minute flight compared to other leagues so it's pretty tough i think it puts a lot more responsibility on the players and the front office and the medical staff that they really got to take care of the players bodies and manage minutes for me being a defender minutes management is not really a thing you know we play we play 90s for the most part and expected to play every game be solid back there so it's really just about investing in yourself and taking care of your body and taking it to the next level and you're just taking care of your body and you mentioned yeah. that there like as a central defender like 90 minutes is kind of common like it's very grueling and taxing on your body so as an athlete what's a recovery like, like it, how have you uh, maybe changed your recovery or improved it as the years gone on with your career in mls 
For me, I think it's just not depending on the club to take care of my recovery. The club will get you massages at the training ground and treatment whenever you need it. But uh, for me, it's been investing in myself outside of the training ground, um, working with therapists, uh, going to spas, getting cold tubs, hot tub recovery, um, stretching a lot more daily. Just been about the personal growth for me that I think has allowed me to play this amount of games at this high level and, and be consistent. You gotta be fresh every game. You're coming against great attackers, especially in this competition, Liga MX attackers and Champions League next season, attackers from all over the world. So you gotta be ready at all times. And yeah, it's the personal investment that will have you ready for these opportunities. And was this something you started at a younger age or like, was it advice you got from other pros in the league that have been there for a long time to, you know, invest outside of just day to day on the pitch? Yeah, it's definitely advice that I've gotten from older guys as the time went on in my earlier years in Orlando and even early in my Montreal career. I wasn't doing the personal investment. I was really just depending on the club and whatever they had to offer to take care of me. But since I've been here in Miami and the later stages of my Montreal career is when I really started to invest and develop an off-season plan and have a workout schedule throughout the year and you know just just live in the gym just don't cut any corners and really invest in yourself especially the the time it takes a lot there's been a lot of older guys in the league who have reached this to me and i'm, I'm happy i took the advice Good to hear. And uh, final topic, just on this inner Miami subject here, David Beckham, legend of the game, and he's a big part of what's going on uh, from the business side of the sport. So what's it like seeing him being so invested and involved with this club? It's amazing, honestly. It's incredible to be playing with these caliber of players and then on the other side, being able to call David Beckham your boss. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, he's extremely invested um, at the training ground almost every day, working out in the gym. We, we get to see him and ask him questions and he's not hard to reach at all. He's available and wants to be there for everyone and wants everyone to feel as comfortable as possible. And yeah, overall, he's developing uh, an incredible dynamic here at the club that everyone wants to be a part of and everyone wants to play for. So it's special for sure to have a guy like David. You see him right after the game, you see him before the game and he has confidence in you and sharing a laugh. It's, it's a special environment to be in and, and yeah, I love it. What does it mean to you too? Like the management seems very approachable in Miami. Just mm -hmm. how is that for a player to have that reassurance that, you know, if there's any issue or just like any advice that you want to get, that management is very approachable like that? Yeah. And it's not only the front office, it's top to bottom. It's the GM, it's the coaches, it's the nutritional staff. It's everyone at the club is so amazing. We really have a family here. When we travel, we, we travel with a lot of people and it's really a, a great atmosphere. Coaches speaking English and Spanish. The coaches are trying their best to learn English. Us players are trying our best to learn Spanish. We're all trying to cater to each other and I think it's showing on the field the uh, the bond we have and overall it's it's bringing us success so it's amazing to see uh, picking up some spanish here you got some spanish some trash talk for all the other teams coming in there <laughs> yeah definitely more on the field stuff than off the field but uh <laughs> starting some classes soon i really want to be able to communicate to these guys in depth and and uh, share my thoughts as well and, and hear, hear their thoughts as well it's, it's already getting better like i said football is a universal language so we all just bounce off of each other and even still find a way to crack jokes it's it's special
And I just want to transition a little bit and give our listeners here at Vibe 105, like get them to know your journey because you have a really inspiring journey for young soccer players. Uh, You're the pride of Scarborough, Ontario and going in Scarborough, Vaughn and just this path to being a pro. When did that start for you? That like, what age did you really want to invest in yourself and become a soccer player? I think from from early, I always told my parents that I really wanted to be a soccer player from early, probably six, seven years old. I started playing at four and maybe like five, six, seven is when I really wanted to do it. Um, when I really thought it was achievable, was probably the end of high school, going into college um, during my recruitment process, landed at Syracuse University and just speaking to the older guys who were helping with the recruiting process and seeing them transition to the MLS, I, I knew that the pathway was was uh, attainable. It was, it was reachable as long as you put in the work and played well. Prestigious school like Syracuse developing as a soccer school around the time too. I knew there would be eyes on the team. And yeah, throughout the years, freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year, just seeing the teammates and guys that I played with day in and day out going pro and having success. Uh, I knew that it was just uh, a matter of time before I got my opportunity. And what was the atmosphere like in Vaughn? Because you're making the drive, uh, your parents as well, like Scarborough to Vaughn. Like what made you sold on the program? Because for youth athletes and youth soccer players, like choosing the right mentors and choosing the right program Mm -hmm. and fit, it's a big decision. So like what made you decide that Vaughn was a perfect place for your development? Funny, uh, I was with North Scarborough at the time. And my coach at North Scarborough offered the B team head coach job at Vaughn. So I went to Vaughn thinking I was going to be part of the B team, staying with my coach. Yeah, I trusted that coach, Coach Dwight, with my life. And when he went, it was a no-brainer for my dad and my family for us to follow and keep it in the family kind of thing. But yeah, his, myself and his son and a couple of the players that he brought with him, straight away we went to the A team. I was with Vince and Sean, and I was introduced to Carmen probably around that age. Yeah, it just felt like way more organized, high performance, um, better players, better facilities, better travel. Overall, it was it just felt like the next step and a great decision to join the club like Vaughn. It was it was great from the start. You mentioned Carmen there, a uh, legend. He's a past guest as well. He influenced a lot of soccer players, like even at York University, yeah. Vaughn. Like, what's Carmen like uh, as a motivator and as a coach? Yeah, he's like the godfather kind of. Like, he's had like a, <laughs> a hand like in everyone's career a little bit, even guys on the national team, older guys like Steven Vittoria, like these guys who I didn't even know knew Carmen. Whenever he comes around, everyone's giving him hugs and kisses and he just has that overall respect and great knowledge of the game. And yeah, pretty intense guy. When I met him pretty young and started playing with the men's team at Vaughn and screaming his head off and showing that passion, I was like, oh, wow, this is intense. But uh, yeah, overall, a great guy and puts the game first. Definitely has done right by a lot of players and a special figure in soccer and Canada as a whole. So happy to be able for him to be able to bless my career and help me along the way. Great to hear. And just also, like you were talking about, like Syracuse and playing there right now, a lot of young athletes at the college level, they're going to be starting their journey being a student athlete mm-hmm. when uh, school starts up. So, what was that like being a student athlete in the NCAA for Syracuse, a program like that? 
Yeah, it's a privilege for sure. Um, attending a prestigious university that focuses on both academics and athletics is pretty special. You know, some places have only one of each or either mainly focused on the soccer or completely academic. So I had a great balance. I had a great coaching staff all throughout my career there. And they kind of ran the program as a pro program. The expectations were very high. Um, training was very serious. We were always competitive day in and day out. And yeah, they encouraged you as well to get the job done academically as well. And become a better human being. And that in the back pocket just in case football doesn't work out. And overall, Syracuse was, was great for me. I enjoyed my time there. And yeah, overall, the, the coaches were, were great to me. The program was great as well. Did anything surprise you at that level? Because it could be and a little bit intimidating <laughs> for some athletes going into something new, especially from another country. What was that like for you at the time? Yeah, it was pretty cutthroat, you know, being 18, fresh off of club soccer and coming across super seniors, guys coming from overseas that might be 24 25-year-old seniors who have been doing it for a long time. They've been in the gym five years in a row. They're, they're bigger than you, stronger than you. So yeah, for me, it was just about using my my skills and the physical came along the way. But for the most part, I think I used my skill level and the stuff we focused on at Vaughn. I think I was on the same level, if not ahead of guys, especially defenders, who I came across against in the NCAA. And I think that set me apart pretty young. And I followed up with uh, with the physical and it became a, a good package in the end. That's great to hear. And what does it mean to you, uh, just a topic of like Syracuse, like all the notable alumni that have went there, legends, Hall of Famers in different sports. What does it mean to you to be among those alumni that you're a mm -hmm. reputable name, you're a notable name, World Cup athlete representing your country and like came from that university? Yeah, it's special. I think every single program at the school has an athlete who went on to do special things at the highest level. So just to be one of those guys to represent the soccer program to go on and do some some cool stuff after during my time at Syracuse. It's, it's special for sure. You look at the names and it's it's pretty crazy. So overall I'm, I'm thankful and yeah, I always wear that orange uh, on my sleeve and always want people to know that I came from Cuse and that I'll always represent Cuse. Great to hear. And just Stephen, going on a little bit to the World Cup that recently happened last winter, Canada's first appearance since the 80s. And you were part of this squad now to go there. We haven't heard this anthem at the World Cup in a long time. And you were on the field for it. When you finally hear mm -hmm. that anthem playing in a World Cup game, what's going through your mind there? Oh, it was, it was crazy. The, the amount of times I've heard it lining up to play for the country. Um, but to hear it on that stage is no better feeling. Um, just knowing that the whole country's watching probably every single player I've played with growing up, everyone who I came across in my career, um, had their eyes on our team at the moment, having my, my parents and my girl and all my loved ones in the crowd watching and supporting. It was a special moment. Uh, I got teary-eyed. I, I got all the feels. And yeah, overall, it was just an incredible experience. I can't really even describe it. Just the feeling going through my body was insane. And yeah, I can't wait to feel it again.
Definitely. And was there reassurance for you as well? Like everybody had Canada in this group of death, it seemed like all these top teams and yourself, you're going to be a focal point on the back line. So was it reassuring to you that, you know what, you could play with these guys at this level and you could hold your own and you could take over plays there on the world stage like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, we had all the confidence that we could do it going into the games, no matter who it was. All three games that we played, we developed a plan to win the game. We didn't go there just to compete and to be on the front foot against these, against these teams. Um, considering, in my opinion, we had the group of that. Yeah. Just being able to go toe for toe with these guys, um, being ahead of Croatia and finalists. And we saw what Morocco went on and did and we gave them a pretty tough game. And uh, sort of won that that game against Belgium, number one in the world at the time. I think it was pretty crazy what we did, but overall, still so disappointed that we didn't go on and get those results. It, it really still hurts to this day, but uh, definitely a positive step for the country. And we know exactly what we got to do next time. We we got a, a feel of what the level is like and the small details that change the whole game. So when we get in that position again, I think we'll be ready and expect a lot more out of the boys so i'm excited for the next one Look forward to that and before we uh close here just do a quick rapid fire with you here canadian so we'll put a little canadian flavor on it first of all <laughs> okay. i'm sure fans of miami will hear this and think well, what is this guy talking about but poutine or ketchup chips ketchup chips go to tim horton's order dlt on white bread a uh, couple old-fashioned glazed timbits and a peach juice. Like it. Maybe they can kick up a sponsorship to you uh, with all yeah, these uh, so <laughs> Favorite hobby to wind down from soccer? Uh, FIFA and music at the same time. That, that's a good vibe for me. Oh, that's a good combo. Okay, what song is on the playlist there that gets you going? Uh, what song is on the playlist right now at the top? Um Probably just some some Drake, some new Drake. Um, I'll go with Treacherous Twins. Favorite movie? Uh, the Godfather or Scarface, one of the two. Favorite TV show? Ooh, Sons of Anarchy. Favorite team growing up? Bayern Munich, sure. So who is your favorite player? Um, Bayern Munich all time. My favorite player is probably Lucio. And final rapid fire question what's the best piece of advice you've gotten in your career so far oh that whenever the moment feels too big just always remember you're there for a reason being at a high level doesn't happen by accident so you took all the right steps in your career to prepare you for that moment so go out and do what you've always done have fun bring it back to when you're a kid and everything will be all right and before we wrap up and let you go here, how can our listeners and viewers here at Vibe 105 stay up to date with everything you're doing and follow you on social media? Yeah, both of my main socials, Twitter and Instagram are kmills underscore double zero. So K-M-I-L-L-Z underscore zero zero, the numbers. So that's how you can stay up to date with me and hoping to hear from you guys. Highly recommend that follow. And Kamal, I really appreciate you uh, sharing your time and coming on here on Vibe 105 to talk about all of this, your career, Inner Miami, and I mm -hmm. uh, wish you all the best. Hopefully we'll see you with that open cup. Hopefully, hopefully. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Vibe Talks, exclusively on Vibe 105.